As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This, this is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Wednesday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the Militia live on Twitter, X, Spaces, for the final segment of each show or some variety thereof, maybe. We're back. I've been asked. Are you going to still use Coach Beheim? Yes. In the open. Yeah. I mean, I've had that going on three years now. I don't know if it changes, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, it doesn't seem, it seems well worth the work it was, but, you know, I like that one. That's my favorite one. We've had a few, have we not? Over the years? Yeah. Yeah, we have. So, um,. What do we got in store for you today, tonight, this evening? Tyler will be on at some point. Uh, Joe and I are just going to hit some quick things first. We'll get Tyler on. He wants to talk about the Syracuse football offense, so he will join us for that. And then we got some buy-seller holds. In retrospect, maybe should have said buy-seller hold instead of BSH. Because I think there was a little bit of confusion, but it's been a little while. That's that's okay. It's okay because you know what the rule is. If you're doing buy seller holds and people aren't confused, then you're not doing buy seller holds. So I mean, they were confused when you said like you spelled everything out right, and then there was exactly. the summer vacation. So realistically, maybe we should have started with spelling it out, and then maybe by week four or something. You go to BSH once people know what it means, but you know, maybe that's a possibility. And you always forget that, you know, with the, with the, the amount of t- Twitter followers we have, that you know, they probably don't all listen to the show. In fact, I know they don't, right? And so, maybe to get more participation, you do, you know, give that one a nudge because it's very rare I've got to like retweet our own polls, but anyway, we did, we've got a bunch. Uh, no thanks to Joe, who was asked to come up with some last night and just blatantly refused. So <laughs> not even uh, true. No, I, I give everybody credit who has who has submitted a by a BSH or uh, something uh, to that regards. I always give I always give credit if I remember, and a couple of them were in the the credits were in the comments, but I did it anyway. And you know I'm not a, I'm not a Twitter blue member anymore. So I can't edit my stuff, and I had to put stuff in the comments, which the, the Twitter blue thing, just an obvious money grab, but it was really cool seeing the blue check next to, next to our logo there for the three months I did. Uh, so what, now we have to pay for it if we want it? We had to pay for it if we wanted it anyway. It was eight bucks a month, and I said, you know what? 
It's just a blue check mark. I never cared before. Why do I care now? Why am I paying for it? So I stopped paying for it. Oh. I think it's a seven ninety nine or something like that, and whatever. You know, it was cool for a minute. You can edit your tweets, so which is nice. If you've ever seen my tweets, you would understand that maybe, just maybe, the edit button would be worth the eight bucks a month. Maybe. Yeah. So, you know, uh, probably to that degree. But other than that, who cares? But I will say this. Twitter, a much better place since the Musk, I will say. I think still it's, got its problems. It's, but. it's social media. It still sucks. Yes, mm. absolutely, 100%. But they are not Facebook, and if you are not Facebook, you're okay with me. As Facebook is, that place is, they're pickpockets. They're, it's highway robbery over there. So anyways, you can't do anything <laughs> without getting... Uh, you know, you could do stuff without paying, but, you know, it'd be better if you did. You know, maybe uh, your followers would actually see your stuff. So, with that said, <laughs> if you want to see our stuff as the football season begins, go ahead and join the others that moved over and followed us on, Twi- on Twitter X. X, Twitter, Twitter X. Who knows? It's, it's not Twitter by itself anymore. I know that much. So, with that said, all right, I guess let's jump into this thing. So, the good news and bad news, right? So, the bad news out of camp so far is um, tight end Stephen Marr, right? And he is going to be out with an ACL injury for the remainder of the season. And that's no way to start. Uh, A little bit of good news is, well, some very good news. Terry Lockett is back 100%. This is all according to Nunes after missing... Um, a, a big chunk of 2022 and he's out there uh, wearing the normal jerseys and everything but Stefan Thompson who we lost at the beginning of camp last year ish uh, he is in a no contact jersey according to Nunes after his ACL issues um, in the season opener so you know n- not great but expected to maybe hit a couple bumps in the road, but slowly get a guy back and have a guy that's ready to go in at the end of the day is positive news, I think. So, Oh yeah. I mean, I think Stefan Thompson, I think we know what he brings to the table and they just want to make sure that he doesn't come back too early. Exactly. Re-injure anything. It's like the pitch count, right? Yup. So, um, and then, uh, also since we've been gone, Miles Farmer is a former safety for Nebraska. He transferred to SU within the past couple weeks as a grad transfer. He, tra- he transferred as a grad transfer, but still has uh, two years of eligibility. So it's, it still lingers. Whatever it is still lingers. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it because it benefits us. I feel like this mm-hmm. is a player, right? And um, he's pretty damn good. And 6'3", 200 pounds. You know, you lose Garrett Williams, um, you lose Deuce, you lose Jihad, and you pick up a couple um, guys, but to get some guys, or a guy with some serious experience is huge, and a Nebraska recruit at that got in a little bit of trouble, uh, apparently, with new coach uh, Matt Rule, so no one knows what, we never will, but it wasn't enough to deter 
the Syracuse coaching staff for bringing him on. So I think he brings a lot. He can bring a lot to the table. Uh, obviously, all I've seen is I'm not a big Nebraska fan, so I've seen I've seen clips and highlights, and I've done a little bit of reading. And he's a talented guy, and I think that he's going to be able to be good in an area where we have maybe a couple question marks. Fair to say. Um, we lose a lot there this year. I guess it's not so much question marks, but you do lose a lot of veteran play there. That would be, you know, that would be actually a good positive to to start the year with, as far yeah, as you I know, just, Deuce being able to play if he would have, could have, should have, and Jod well, I mean, obviously yeah. came on as a star last year. So, yeah, I mean, the way you look at it, right, is the way I look at it anyway. Garrett Williams, he got hurt halfway through the season, yeah. and I was. Um, kind of pleasantly surprised about um you know what isaiah johnson um could do you know what i mean um jeremiah wilson as well as, as a freshman so i mean we had corners there it would have been nice to have deuce there but you know when you have a situation so we get a new safety or we get a new cornerback coach you know uh travis fisher and he actually came from nebraska and now that you know miles he marks his the third defensive back from Nebraska to transfer since Travis has, has become the, the cornerback coach over in Syracuse. So, um, and then they were all kind of ranked pretty high, you know, like we spoke about miles farmer. I mean, that guy had 73 tackles and an interception last year, um, made 11 starts for Nebraska. So like you said, I feel like we get that guy that can come in and kind of take Jihad's place. But really, when you look at the safety position, you know, we still had Braylon Oliver from last year that transferred. Um, Elijah Clark, he came on last year. I thought that he was you know, really good. You got Justin Barron. You still got Jason Simmons. There's a couple of guys they brought in, too. I mean, I, I don't know a whole lot about the, you know, Jaleel Martin. Um, well, that's that's those are the two guys, yeah, right? So they yeah. brought in Jaleel Martin and Jaden Bellamy. Jaden Bellamy well, too was one, but yeah, Jaden well, Gould. Well, Jaden Gould, he came he he came from Nebraska and he was a four star coming out of high school, and he was actually teammates with Jaden Bellamy, who was a three star, but he went to Notre Dame and he transferred for Notre Dame. So right. I think these guys both still have four years eligibility, and um, they're both from New Jersey, which again kind of goes with um, some of the the talk right now with the tight end coach, which I'm gonna kill. I'm, Tight end coach Nunzio is what I'm going to say because I'm not going to try to say his last name. Um, but he is um, hes a coach that came from Rutgers for five years and has strong ties in New Jersey because he was a, 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 co- a, a high school coach in that state. So, And you can see, I mean, these guys from New Jersey, they transferred from Nebraska, from, uh, from Notre Dame. And also next year's recruiting class that we have a whole bunch of verbal commitments. I think we want to say there's like seven or eight guys from New Jersey that, that have verbally uh, committed. So um, you see some of these newer coaches making a big difference in, you know, our recruiting and guys that are coming in and transferring. So uh, like you said, but Julio Martin coming from Nebraska um, and Jaden Gould coming from Nebraska, Miles Farmer coming from Nebraska. And then, you know, obviously, Jaden Bellamy. I mean, there's guys that they got some skill, you know, and I think we're a little bit deeper there and a little bit, you know, better off than we have been in the past. So we lose some of the better guys, but I think that, you know, we really close the gap with our depth and not really having to rely on saying, oh, you know, if this one guy gets hurt, we're screwed, right? Well, yeah, which has been the story kind of. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, we run a three three five, right? But I mean, we just. I mean, I could throw out a couple other names. You know, Quan Peterson. There's there's guys that have made plays in camp, um, and there's also community college guys that came over in our recruiting class that haven't actually played. You know, college for a couple years, like Barry Buxton, who's second highest, third highest rated in our in our class last year, coming from Santa Barbara City College. So, uh, and he's a corner, right? So. Um, Jacoby Seaborn, another one from Santa Barbara City College, same college. Uh, he was the safety that came over um, from Community College. So, you know, we're throwing all these names out here. I mean, they have plenty of, of guys. And I, I, like I said, I think that I, I threw out eight capable players that could play out of the, you know, in that set of group of five. Um, and I'm sure that I'm missing some and there's more. So, um, yeah, it's uh, a stacked position. I mean, that's it really is. Yeah, it is. And, so you, and again, you mentioned Justin Barron, Elijah Clark, uh, Jason Simmons. We mentioned Isaiah and Jeremiah, and Amon Greenwood. So, I mean, oh, it, it yeah, is, Greenwood. It, yeah, it, forgot about him. It's a stacked position, and um, you got to feel good about it. And you know, some of these guys got some burn last year due to the injuries and things like yep. that. So you're not totally like they're not coming at this as green as they could be. And we talked right. a lot about that last year, as far as the injuries, the, the silver lining of some of that stuff was getting some of these young guys real live playing time in, in moments that matter and not just garbage time or, you know, when the season was worthless, right. Starting six. No, you, you had something to fight for pretty much all the way to the end. So, yep. um, I mean, if you're going to pull something out of it, it's that, but yeah, you, you know, you, when when Garrett Williams and Deuce Chestnut and Jahad Carter were playing, you knew there was there was any any pass could get picked off. Like the the confidence level with those guys on the field was almost like just the secondary was wearing capes. It's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so you you lose you do lose that talent obviously, but with the depth and the competition between everybody. In, in you know bringing in guys like we mentioned with um, uh, Miles Farmer, I mean, we'll see. You know, I'm not. I'm more optimistic now than I was, a f- you know, maybe a month ago. Um, I feel like that they they're doing a tremendous job of of creating competition and in stacking these spots. I mean, look at even the quarterbacks. You know, you've got some good. You've got. Decent, you got a decent quarterback room. It's not where I would love it to be, but it's better than it's been. Well, so. yeah, and I mean that's kind of down the line is the one thing that I've noticed that they finally kind of, kind of did. You know, I think that Dino, when he went and he won that bowl game with Dungy, you know, there was around that time if you remember there were certain people that you, they just couldn't get hurt the year prior. We beat Clemson with Dungy, but then he gets hurt, and we got to put a quarterback back there that's not, you know, um, really, you know, a good option. I guess number two option. We we didn't have a good option for years. It was yeah. So it was just depth, and we won that. We won that bowl game, and we lost a lot of coaches that went and got other other jobs. And you know, we go and we we win a bowl game last year, and. Our coaches, they, a lot of coaches went and got jobs, and I think that he did a great job. I mean, you look at it, we lost our offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, although we know we have ties, right? We know that you know, this guy that replaced Tony White, Rocky Long, you know, he's, he's 
the godfather the guy of the 333. Three, three, he was Tony White's mentor, three, three, five, right? Right. Yeah. And Jason Beck, the the offensive coordinator, was the quarterback coach. I mean, we saw that coming almost. You know, I didn't think it was going to be one year, but I figured eventually it would have been Robert and I go somewhere else and Jason Beck step up as that offensive coordinator. So, um, and then, you know, we lose Nick Monroe, who everyone's like, oh, he was the, a great recruiter and D back or, you know, D, DBU, right? We had all these defensive backs going to pro and it was one of our strengths on our defense, right? But um, Coach Travis Fisher, he's already, you know, he's already showed that he can bring talent in. Um, now it's just, can he coach it? So to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not really worried about that room, you know, because we had to worry about the same thing, right? Remember when when Melifuanu and Trill Williams and Cisco all left the same year? Yeah. And we were like, man, you know, all we have is Garrett Williams. Garrett Williams was the freshman, right? That was. But we like, knew he was good, though. <laughs> well, we knew he was good, but he was good around all these other three guys. Those three guys leave, and we're like, oh, man, what do we have other than Garrett Will- Williams, right? And then other people grew, and, and they showed that, you know, they were capable. So I think that we have – we have the um, we have the talent there. I think we've had the talent, and it's just the it's this next next man up, it's next generation up. You know, you come in, you you wait your turn, ready to go. I and mean, like I said, Jer- Jeremiah Wilson, he was he was a true freshman last year. We got these guys that are transferring in that were good enough to get scholarships in Notre Dame and you know Nebraska stuff like that. So I'm bringing in the safeties that we already have coming back, plus another safety that seventy three sacks. So I mean. I'm confident that we got the we got the pieces now. You know, it's first game hasn't even started, so whether or not they got the puzzle put together yet, on who to play where and what and what positions in certain situations, then you know that's when it's that's when it becomes dangerous. You know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. What do you think about like defensive line stuff? You know, it's, 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 kind, a, of it's the, huh? kind of the same thing. Yeah. I think just everywhere so, we're we're more we're more deep. deep. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you lose. Who, who did we lose? Who did we lose? Um, Steve Linton. Um, so we lost Steve Linton. We lost J- Jatay's gear. gear. Yeah. So Okachuku, obviously, pretty much the star here. He's going to run. He's going to be running that. And um, yeah, you've, I feel good about this. There's some. They talk about guys who got burned last year because of injuries. You know, Kevin Darton was yeah. was huge last year, right? And yeah. Eli- even. Fuentes, Fuentes Cundiff. Cundiff. Yeah. Yep. So he got some burn. He made some mistakes, some young, you know, rookie type mistakes. And but you know, at the end of the day, you hope that that's out of the system. You live and learn, and, and you mature and, and move on, right? So. Yep. Um, Dennis Jacquez. Yes, that's right. And, he was a true freshman, yep. and then he got hurt. At, I think he broke his arm or something like that. He came back for the bowl game, though. They said he's looking real good. Um, and you know, we still have those. Those tweener guys like Leon Lowry and stuff that can come in and play a defense and then if need be come down from the linebacker spot, you know, and add that Terry Lockett, you know, I mean you have Lockett. Terry you have Lockett's Dart. gonna be locking in the you know, the three three five. I mean, he's he was he was good there. Yeah. And now I mean our best our best recruit in our class was Richard Perry from Buffalo, New York. I don't know if as a true freshman he's gonna, you know, break that you know, or not, but um, you know, we also brought in that uh, Braylon Ingraham, uh, the transfer from oh, that's you know, right, from Al- medically disqualified Alabama. From Alabama. Yeah, but, that's right. I mean, he was six four two ninety one is is what they're showing. I mean, that's a big boy. So, um, yeah, dude. I mean, there's again, we're more deep there than we've been in in a little while. So, 
Yeah. Well, I mean. Same thing, really, with linebacker. I know that we lose Mikel, Mikel too, but, I mean, just defensive-wise, I just see a lot of returning players that can really, you know, they not even have to start, you know, but come in. Oh, and, it's being and, able to contribute. You know, it's being able to come in and be and, and, and not be too far behind the learning curve and be able to just step in and, and give a guy a break or whatever the case is, right? And right. have the experience to know how to, you know, know your role in the three three five. And so, I don't know. I feel good about the defense, and I feel good about the secondary, especially with the depth and everything. So, I mean, we'll see. And it's like one of those things where it's tough. It's always tough when you're separated this, you know, this many months from the last snap to not only remember how everything was, but just obviously the the growth of of the team and things like that. And every year with college sports in general, there's a lot of changes. And so you have to gel too. you have to, learn, you know, with this though, there's not a whole lot. I don't think that needs to gel. These, a lot of these guys have still been around and they're young and they've stayed and they're, they're back. And I guess I'm just always apprehensive until I see it on the field. And unfortunately they we're so eased into this year right? (coughs) You know, with Colgate and Western Michigan, even those games aren't going to tell us a lot, you know? So, you know, you're going to go there, those two games, and then you're going to Purdue, right? So, I don't know. I guess it's better to ease into it if I could, but, you know, it just, it's just one of those things that just makes me a little nervous. That's all. Yeah. Just in general, I mean, the start of the year always for the start of the year for basketball is not that nerve wracking to me. There's so many games to make up um, a bad start if if you can step it up and be, yeah. and grow and get better. But with football, it's like if if you stumble early, man, you're I mean, it, you could be toast. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, especially with the schedule that we have, right? Yeah, like, I mean, our it's easiest a, games are in the beginning of the season, right? So like. If that's the case, then that's the case. So. Yeah, it's a little bit better to get them spread out a tiny bit. That way, you have, you can look forward to you know either resting yeah. or having almost like a gimme, you know. Or I, I mean, I know we 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 can look at those things like that. I don't. I know the players probably don't totally look at it like that, even though they probably do. They just don't say it. But it's nice to spread it out. That's all I'm saying. It's nice to spread yeah. it out a little bit. Yeah, and and honestly, like I know because you always look at. It's easy to look at who you lost, and then it's like, oh, well, who's going to come? And then, you know, you forget about names. You know what I'm saying? Just even me just scrolling through the roster, like the roster. Kevin Jobity Jr., I know that he played a little bit on the line. Francois Knowlton Jr., defense lineman. He was a freshman last year that redshirted. He was one of our better, you know, recruits. Belazar, Belazar, yeah. same thing. I mean, you start looking at some names, and you're like, wow, like we got this talent, you know, that played a little bit last year that's behind these other guys that kind of know what they're doing, right? So, like... And then when it's same thing when you look at linebackers, it's the same thing. I mean, you look at Anwar Spar. I mean, okay, we have Marlo Wax, well, Derek McDonald, Chase Simmons, Stefan Thompson, Anwar Sparrow, Austin Rune, and oh, Caden Bailey. You know, um, the nephew of uh, Champ Bailey. You know, um, it's from Georgia. We got him last year late, like, and he played great in the bowl game. So now you start seeing all these names, like, wow, like. We're actually a lot deeper than what I what I remember, like in in recent memory. So, you know, and like I said, that's even going down to, you know, the quarterback room, like you said, you know, 
Um, I just think that, in my opinion, well, I mean, we'll probably talk about this with Tyler. But, we probably will. Yeah. So I'll, I'll I'll save it. But it's better. It's definitely better. I have way more confidence in it. Well, yeah. I mean, I even with when we had like a what was it? Um, it was Dungey and then Devito, right? Yeah, yeah. And we were like, okay, uh, we're good. Devito came and won a couple games. But even in this situation, I mean, we got what's his name? Um, Braden Davis. Braden Davis from South Carolina. He's from South Carolina. He was a highly, highly sought off to, after quarterback. Well, we got him after uh, what's his noggin? Lenora Sellers, Lenora right? Sellers we kind of swapped. Yeah. But when was the last time we had our third string had that type of talent? When you're down was to Car- Carlos Del Rio Wilson, or are you talking about Brendan Davis? Because I'm not I'm sure. Talking, I'm not sure which one of those is second or third string right now. That's another one of the things that's up in the air. I mean, I just there's not enough information to tell me one way or another. Well, I mean, we probably don't 100. I saw know. I see, I saw Del Rio Wilson last year, and I mean, let's be honest, he needed work. I mean, there was a oh. lot, there was a lot of work to be done there. Okay, so I I don't know a whole lot about Brendan Davis, but you know we'll see. We got. Schrader on a on a pitch count, and uh, I don't know what that count is. I think it started high, and then it kind of instead of adding to it, I guess they subtracted from it to some degree, right? So yeah. Anyway, well, we'll, we'll talk about all that. I want to get your guys' thoughts on either that. way. Whoever's second place, whoever second string, third string, we haven't had this type of depth in the quarterback. We haven't had a fight for second string. Let's put it that way. Like to have two, yeah, two guys right. that that we don't know who's second string. That's that's the point, right? With that type of talent, right? Exactly. We've had a couple bad guys fighting for second string. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess there's always a fight, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is just a matter whether or not it's a good it, one or a bad. Yeah, one. whether or not you care or put any thought into it is the difference. So, all right, all right. We are back, and we are with our good buddy Tyler Morona, out in Tyler. D- Dallas. Correct? Close. Close? Close Close enough? Okay. Houston. 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 Whatever. Same thing. It's the tri-state area. Uh, So Tyler (laughs) wanted to come on, and I don't think we had Tyler on last year, which is shame on us. Or did we? I can't remember either. Uh, just the preseason, I think. Yeah, okay. All yeah, right. I think it was just the pre. It, this is like our annual time, you know. We Right. I, I think it was because I wasn't available for bowl game season because I was traveling. And then usually we do like a preseason and then we do like a wrap up of if we were right or wrong. Oh, true that. True that. So, uh, well, you're here now, so it doesn't matter. All right. And in ironically enough, uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about offense. So um, we, we're going to let you start the conversation per your request. And also we're going to go head over to Twitter X spaces live for the buy, sell or hold segment. Uh, and and we'll go from there. So, anyways, how's your first of all? How's your summer been? Good. It's been, yeah. It's just. I mean, it's been un. When I say unseasonably warm, uh, Houston is really known for being kind of like the western part of New Orleans, where it's more humid than it is hot temperature wise. It's been the opposite this year. It's been like 110 every day, and the humidity's been low. So summer's been good, but that's awesome. Man, it has been hot, man. Like I. I go around Michael Lasker and I every day. And for those who don't know, I played for the team back in the day, and so did Michael Lasker. And so there, there's your reference. But um, <laughs> we go on the weather app every night, and we just see like what, how, like, do we actually have the worst weather in America? And this year we did. So, um, 
I look every day like Syracuse at the same time is like 70 degrees. I think you're at like 80 degrees, Sean. Um, Today we are. Nashville's like 70. Um, You know, and then I just go down and I just see this big old red dot right over Texas, which means that it's like literally the hottest place in the world right now. (laughs) I like it Um, hot, man. I do. It's been a nice hot summer here, but it didn't start until like July. Like our June, probably Joe's too. June was kind of a... It wasn't like unseasonably rainy, but it was a little bit chillier than normal. Like I was just waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. It was like high 70s, low 80s, if you were lucky. And then finally in July, it was like 100, which was great. So the same thing here. Michael and I, again, um, Michael Oscar and I, we had a uh, Memorial Day cookout at his house. And it was like 88 during the day. And it went down to like 70 at night. And I remember saying to him that day, I was like, if it is still this mild of a temperature now, we are screwed when August comes <laughs> around. And we were like dead on right. So, um, but the best time of my, like literally I look forward to all year is football kickoff because the temperature goes from 110 down to 90. And then it's just, it's like, it's basically what you get, Sean, what you always talk about of being like, it's the best, get it when football kicks off and so it's just it's the best time of year i'm, I'm fired up yeah and you know go to wagman's to uh, trying to get the last of the of the summer themed beers you know that they have and it's filled with nothing but 1911 ciders and uh pumpkin <laughs> spice and and if you know me i'm a pumpkin oh. spice all the things guy i love the pumpkin oh, spice i am i do love the pumpkin spice so anyways He's basic I, I, yeah, pretty much. So I couldn't find any. I couldn't find uh, any good summer beers laying around anymore. So I ended up with the with the Voodoo Ranger. Um, um, what is it? Pumpkin. What the hell is it? Voodoo Ranger pumpkin atomic pumpkin. So, anyways, I'm I'm on the juice force right now because yeah, it reminds buddy. me of summer. But the atomic pumpkin is out. When the atomic pumpkin comes out. Uh, you know, it's it's get ready for fall, and that sucks. That always sucks for me. Uh, I hate the fall, and I hate the winter, <laughs> and I I somewhat like the spring, but I love the summer. So see, anyway. the fall to me is the best. I yeah, know. Me too. That's basic. When, Call me basic. Far, That's basic. Far, that is basic. No, it's say. just weather's moderate, and football starts kicking off you know what i mean that's basically the two biggest things i mean summer it's hot i don't complain about the weather majority of the time but there's nothing really going on in the summer sports wise i've been that's basically exactly just I mean, i've yeah. been overdosing on mma on ufc and that's pretty much all i got it's mma the, uh, and there's um nascar yeah okay so i've been overdosing on um ufc and uh it's pretty much the only sport worth watching in the summer, and um, I'm ready for football. It starts this Saturday. It's the concert it. season too. You could get off your ass and go to a concert or something for crying out loud. It's definitely it's definitely concert season. I went to a rap show last week. I saw Big X the Plug. He's kind of like a, a Texas guy. Um, he weighs no less than 450 pounds. Oh, um, but he's he's incredible. It was it was amazing. I wore a uh, Michael Irvin T-shirt. He's from Dallas. Uh, the rapper is from Dallas. I, I wore the the Michael Irvin Cowboy shirt. He really really appreciated. It. We did a meet and greet, so that was nice. So I did get my ass off the couch and uh, I went to a concert. I love baseball too. Don't get me wrong. I, my wife, her her dad was a former um, you know professional baseball player, all, okay. you know minor leaguer and um, whatnot. I was in the Angels organization for like ten years. And I'm a huge Angels fan, being from Los Angeles. 
but we are just the, I mean, we're the worst run franchise of all time. And it just depresses me by this point every year because we've gone 10 years straight without making the playoffs. And it's not going to change anytime soon, no matter how much money we throw out the problem. So every time it gets to this point in the year, I'm just like, even if football becomes masochistic yet again, it's still better than what my baseball season is. So um, there's, there's just not. It, football always comes at the right time for me. So, Joe, yeah, Mike Trout killed me. Um, would you I like to, my fantasy team. He got hurt. I started falling in the standings. You want to talk about the Yankees? Nope. Okay, neither. All right. On to Syracuse football. Tyler, what? What? Well, let's do this here because this is the biggest. I, feel, well, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like it's the biggest question mark. Offensive line, right? So everything's going to yeah. start there. No, it is definitely. Well, and I, it's really come back to my mind because I forgot. I didn't forget, but because Matthew Bergeron started for four years, I kind of just have like locked into my head that left tackle is not a problem because it hasn't been a problem in so long, right? And he was, what, the 38th pick in the draft, which means that you're a sensational talent. Yeah. Um, he, he may even go on to be better than we even think, quite frankly. like He may go into the NFL and just keep developing and be like, Maybe not all pro. I mean, that's reserved for two or three guys. But um, he could definitely be a pro bowler. And because of how run-heavy the Atlanta Falcons are going to be with Bijan now, I think it's going to be really apparent if Matthew's good or bad. And so, um, and what I mean by that is at the highest level. You know, I, I think yeah. he's he's obviously a good player, but, like, how good is he really? We're going to find out right away. But offensive line, is it's going to be a huge question mark, man. Like, it, it really, really is. And there's nothing I can do to project because I just don't know until I know. That's just one of those things where since there's no preseason, we don't get to showcase anything. There's no, you know, three weeks of uh, meaningless games. And then you go into week one. Um, I'm nervous, but here's my only caveat to that is we are not so dependent on one player anymore. At least the way I think that the offense is going to be structured and the defenses that are around us are actually going to make it more run favorable because our best players are Ron Dave now. It's not Sean Tucker. And so the offensive line isn't going to be tasked with being the best. Like, in order for our offense to be the best, it doesn't rely on our offensive line being the best part of our team anymore. And so I'm actually excited about that. And, who yeah, and uh, Matthew Bergeron, they're saying, is our pretty much slated to be the starting left guard. Um, no, he over is, in yeah. Atlanta. So, yeah, he is. Kinda, like you said, we're going nice. to find out pretty pretty fast. Well, they got how many returning starters? Three, two. Um, Bleich, Bleich, um, Ellis, Kalen Ellis, Ellis, and then um, Enrique Cruz is oh, the Enrique guy that's Cruz. supposed to replace Bergeron. That's right, but he's right. he had some burn last year though. Like like we talked about with. Correct. Who? Enrique Cruz. Didn't he get hurt? Or am I, I think he did towards the end of the that? year. I think he did. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. We have we we I we have experience, but it's not in in continuity, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like we, we just have like random starts here and there by like just five guys. Yeah. Well, I mean I think the one thing that I see it's it's gonna be I think the biggest difference is um, I mean, our, our second, what number two ranked guy as far as um, recruiting class coming in, John Ray Reed, our six three three twenty, and he's coming from Hutchinson Community College. So, so that's a guy that is coming in, and we really don't know too much about. But um, I mean, that's big size, and he's got 
I mean, obviously, community college is different from Power Five, but you, but they got to you know you got to start somewhere, right? And then uh, also, we really when you look at Joe Moore again, another transfer coming in. He started like two or three years coming from Richmond, though, so it's again step right. down D one AA. I mean, Richmond still plays pretty good ball, but you know D one AA. And then the, the the biggest one really to me is David Wallaba Jr. Oh, Wallaba, that's right. His le- le- legacy transfer from Kentucky. And really, to me, that's that's how are they going to – because we saw Enrique Cruz and Bleich and Kalen Ellis and Josh Aloa, Jacob Bradford. There's names out there that have got starts, got experience. Bleich has had his, but, his share issues too in the past, unfortunately. Right. But can you take some of these guys, some of these transfers, with the mix of what you have and blend it into something like what to what to what Tyler was saying? And that's that's the continuity part. And because we don't have an eye in the sky to watch practice and see what's going on, then we have no clue. So of course it's the biggest question mark. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the answers aren't there. It's just how long. Again, I mean, I think I, I spoke of it earlier too, and, and I kind of had a similar comment about some of the um, <clears throat> defensive positions. Is we got the players, you know, the pieces are there, but how long is the puzzle going to get take? You know, how long is going to take for the puzzle to get put together, right? And and that's really my biggest question for the offensive line, because if your offensive line is no good, good luck. Yeah, it's season's over. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to make or break. I mean, you know, you look at having a new running back back there. Obviously, that's going to be huge for LeQuinn Allen. Thank God he's back, right? And um. You know, he's going to need a little bit of boost from that offensive line. And obviously, Garrett Schrader with his woes. I mean, I think yeah, I watched an interview with him and he was talking about, or did I read it? I can't remember. But either way, he's he's learning to um, be a little bit more patient in the pocket, not slide or not, um, not take hits and slide instead and things like that. So we kind of, you know, you need him to be healthy. And with him being on the pitch count to start the year and all that stuff or to start training camp and everything you got to imagine there's there's some still some recovery to go and here we are what two weeks less than two weeks away or just at two weeks no just about a week and a half away week and a half yeah Yeah. week and a half away from the first game right granted i'm not afraid of colgate oh i know i know absolutely not you know well for for football I'm not if I'm not I'm never afraid of them at basketball either until it's too late until it's triple zeros and we lost. Like, that's <laughs> that's true. That's like one of those ones. Well, uh, we didn't do what I thought we were going to do again. Yeah, <laughs> again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the offensive line. It's and really it kind of goes to Schrader as well. We'll touch on this in buy hold sell, but um, you know it's just it's us. It's, it's the orange versus the training room. That's just it's always the battle that we have. Um, and I, I saw the same interview with Garrett. He said, you know, I didn't trust me. I mean, I didn't really believe him when he said that, uh, yeah, I'm going to be more precautious this year. As soon as the, like he's Eric Dungey, like as soon as the lights turn on, it's like all like it, that's all out the window. Like maybe he'll, instead of gaining on a 50 yard run, maybe he'll go 49 and a half yards and then like <laughs> scoot out of bounds. Yeah. Like, he's not like, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be the difference of like, well, I just, you know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't believe him because it's what actually makes him really good too. Like you can only bottle your, your God given so much and then lose who you are or like not be the same guy. And so that's where it's like with him and, and Dungey, 
they were always hurt, but it's just it's why they were able to be power five starting quarterbacks as well and go to bowl multiple bowl games. So, or I don't think either of them been to multiple, but they had like they should have been if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. So, um, you wanted we were just talking before you came on. We accidentally got into talking a little bit about it, so um, we kind of cut it short and. What we were discussing was the the battle for the backup, and between Brendan Davis and Del Rio Wilson, and the fact that, to Joe's point, we've had that battle before, but the not necessarily on a positive note. Now we've got some 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 depth in the in the quarterback room, and you've got two guys, capable guys that have some time in, under their belt that are fighting for the 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 backup spot to Garrett Trader. My only concern is, and I won't, we won't know and I could be wrong, but the gap between Garrett Trader and either one of these guys, I feel like is substantial. I just, I just feel like to fill Garrett Trader's shoes, a Brendan Davis and a Del Rio Wilson, I don't think can get it done. Well, you can't call the same plays. Ultimately, like it's part of the, like the playbook has to shift. It's what, I like Del Rio Wilson. I think he actually is something. Yes, I, really I do, do too. He's I talented. Williams is. Uh, I, I I really like both of them. And how? By the way, when was the last time that we've had three or four four star quarterbacks three, on yeah. the Syracuse Orange three. at one time? Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, you know, like, this is unbelievable, right? When we were uh, trotting out, and you know, I love um, uh, Zach uh, Maroni or Mahoney. Um, and I, I love our fifth string guys that we played with, but at the same time, like we would have killed for one of these guys to be on the roster. Now we got three at the same time. Absolutely. And so to me, that's just like, it's, it's the clearest sign that even if wins and losses aren't translating, the program is on, like on the ascent. It's just because the bottom of the roster is miles better than it has been. And that to me is what makes a program is the bottom 50 guys of the sure, roster. Sure, yeah. People can Alabama step up. Will, their fourth, Alabama's fourth guy is better than our first guy. Right. Except no, for Arambe, right? And so. In most cases, yeah. In yeah. most cases. And actually, I'm, I might take out our secondary because we are probably a top five school to be a, a, a defensive back at right now. And so. Um, so maybe leave them aside too, but yeah. uh, as far as the backup quarterback, I'm just I feel like I'm I'm actually at peace with where we're at with this team, and I really do think that like let's say God forbid something happens with Garrett, I I really think that whoever comes in to replace him is going to get invaluable reps moving forward, and the program won't stutter like it has in the past, and so I can't really speak to how I think because I think. Real Wilson got put in a really tough position last year, yeah. which is a new offense. A new offense came in. He was a first year guy, and we we just didn't have the arsenal of plays to go let him run. And now I feel like whoever would come in as uh, Garrett's backup, whether it be one guy or the other, will be familiar enough with the program to be at least moderately successful against our uh, conference opponents. And you, I mean, you mentioned the receivers. Uh, go ahead, Joe. Do you have something to add to that? Don't. I was just. I mean, again, it's it's. We spoke about the same thing, exactly. Kind of what Tyler was saying. I mean, when you talk about, I was going to bring up exactly what you're going to talk about, Sean. Like the receivers. You look at the receiver room. 
And, I mean, you have Aranda, but there's just so many other options to do so many things. Isaiah right? Jones was super impressive last year. Mm-hmm. I think he's been impressive in camp. Mm-hmm. Damian Alford, you sent me a video today, Joe, of uh, tremendous one-handed, one-handed grab. one-handed catch. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's there's talent. And, and if uh, a healthy Garrett Schrader, we haven't seen. I mean, let's be honest. We haven't seen a healthy Garrett Schrader. Five defensive coordinators in five years. Our offensive coordinators in five years. I mean, where's this? Where'd this guy get some continuity from, from, man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah, okay. This This year, year, so so one and a half. Exactly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, our four and a half, I should say. Uh, But um, you know, if he gets some continuity with these guys, and he's a tremendously like confident quarterback, like you can just see the confidence come off of him in interviews and and things like that. Like he's chomping at the bit. He's feeling like okay, I've got this surgery out of the way. It's, it's lingered long enough. I'm on the road to recovery. I'm ready to play. And I feel like he's got, like, you know, I think he feels like he thinks he's got something to prove, and he still has some decent weapons. I mean, like we, like I just said, I mean, you still got Trevor Pena, too, who's yeah, also, is he's a talented guy, right? He's on the freak list for uh, what's yeah. his noggin there. But, you know, he's a talented guy, and we saw what he could do on special teams. And, you know, with those four guys, I think... I'm I'm extremely happy with that. Yeah, um, I mean, Amari DeMarcus Hatcher. Adams, me I mean, me too. Demarcus Adams made some deep some deep catches. He's got some speed last year. Later on, he was coming out at the end of last year. Amari Hatcher's shown, you know, he's shown. Um, he's shown a couple talent. times, so, yeah, big time. Yeah. And so is Kendall. Kendall Long is another one that's been coming around. He he made a great catch too, where uh, he pinned the ball to the defender's back and came down in, in camp. So. I mean, they have those options on top of the fact that I think we all saw in the bowl game that Quinn Allen can easily go out, you yeah. know, in motion, go and get him in a slot and put him in a very, very juicy matchup with a linebacker that's not going to be able to handle him. Didn't he catch like 11 balls in the bowl game or something? Yeah, like 11 that? for like, 60 or something yeah, like that. So, yeah, he's going to bring a different kind of running back game that Sean Tucker really wasn't. Sean Tucker's receiving wasn't the best, uh, you know, his best game. So I think Quinn Allen brings. Brings a different, um, a different aspect coming from running back, and I don't really think Laquan Allen's going to be the only running back that's going to be getting burned as well. I mean, you bring in three freshmen, we brought Juwan. in th- two transfers. The, the in junior Juwan. college guy, who what was his Barnwell? Name? Was that the guy that was like homeless or whatever for a little yes. bit? Yes, no, no Destin Hawkins. No, that's that's uh, Barn Barnwell. That dude is legit. Like he is the realest of deals because he played down here in, in close to like in between Houston and Austin at Blinn College, the same place that Cam Newton went for that one year when he, you know, was let go at Florida in between his Auburn time. And that's like the, the realest of deals for junior college, at least if you're not in California. And um, he was breaking off like 80 yard runs. They just handed off to him and just be like that he was gone. So I think he was just super under the radar, and we were a team that's like, well, we need guys that run for 80-yard touchdowns, so we'll take you. And I think it's <laughs> going to like work out really well because he's not—he's closer to—and I'm not going to like—he's closer to Sean Tucker than he is LaQuint Allen. Like he's just a guy you turn around and be like, and he's just going to go straight. And if that's that doesn't work, then it's just not the game for him. But I think he's humble enough to accept that role. And that's what's awesome about a guy like that is that you bring him in. He has home run speed. He he can really make a difference in some games. And then if you don't need him in other games, I'm sure he's just like, I'm just happy to be here. 
Yeah. So, um, his name's J- JJ Branham. That's it. Branham. Yeah. So, and he's from Columbus, Ohio. Had a little, he was homeless, went to a junior college. Was it a junior college? Like you said down there, right? Yep. And I um, mean, yep. he's five, five, 10, 205. Solid dude. He's, he is thick, <laughs> He's a thick guy. But I think I, I really think the last thing I want to touch on is that I, I'm really waiting for Syracuse to be able to run out a true tight end at some point, too. I, yeah. I know Aronde is listed as a flex guy, but he is a receiver. Let's just call a spade a spade. He's a receiver. I really <laughs> think that if we can somehow get a guy that is closer to um, what you would see at a Big Ten school at some point in time, that's a, a position of need that I would like to install into the offense that you can say we can run next to this guy or in between him and a tackle. We can use a tray block, which is a tight end and an ta- uh, offensive tackle comboing a defensive end up to a linebacker. So you can get LeQuinn Allen off the edge and run him, or it can be a dump off pass. Um, and then also it's just a, it's a safety blanket, the Jason Witten type, um, you know, just, the guy that can do many things well, and he doesn't expect a lot out of the offense either. And so I'm willing to see because we got that guy from CDA who was like six seven, who I think will eventually be offensive tackle as well. But for now, it's like you know, can he run in space? I don't know. But that would be a guy for Garrett Schrader that if I don't I don't know if we have on the roster, but that would be something really cool to see here in the future. Well, yeah, yeah, nothing I mean, I'm, jumped I'm right out there with you. at tight ends, but we do have. <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring it bring it up, but. Because he's a local guy in my area, Elijah Washington, who's a basketball star here. And then Tyler sent me a DM with uh, with the recruiting for like you broke that news to me. I had no idea, but I had heard it. I had oh, heard, really? yeah, I had heard of him before as far as basketball goes. I had no idea he was um, being recruited by SU for for football. Six five, um, rising it's senior six, at Lake Taylor. Six. Is he okay? Well, he was listed six, at six, six five. Lost. Okay. Yeah. Rising Taylor at Lake Taylor, uh, rising senior at Lake Taylor High School here in Norfolk, a 2024 player. He's a top 25 player in basketball here in Virginia. Uh, yeah, top 25 player in football. I'll get it out eventually. Top 25 player in football, <laughs> and he's also a big. Ba- I mean, he's a he's a huge basketball star here. So, with that said, that's incredible. That's incredible. I know. That's what I was saying. I was shocked when I saw that Syracuse recruited him as a tight end. I couldn't believe it. So. Okay. Three star guy. You think red, red's in his ear. Like, hey, you can get some, uh, some like, maybe some some minutes off the bench. Hey, hey the, the, you know, well. who was the last guy to do that? Donovan McNabb. I think it was right. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Donovan there was a McNabb. Receiver. Was there a receiver? Okay. I think I, just, I think there was a receiver from CBA. Jim Brown, Donovan McNabb. Ways. I mean, that's good company. Yeah, that's about as good as it gets in SE land for sure. Well, you know, and and looking even at the recruiting class next year, too, I mean, our top recruit, we have Jamie Trumbull from Georgia. He's listed as a tight end, but that looks like another Gadsden in the works, 6'4", 205 from Georgia. There's also Gadsden, too, but he's not going to play there, right? I mean, he was listed as a tight end at one point, was he not? He's still listed as a tight end. Is yeah, he? Still is, okay. That's, that's such. He's an AP All American <laughs> second team tight end. Yeah, see, I, I agree with so, Tyler. It's cheese ball, right, Ty? That is cheese ball. I mean, it's like um, everybody knows he's a receiver, but yeah, I mean, whatever. That's like the old infamous H back. That was just a made up position for. It's a fullback. We just didn't want to call him that because he could run fast. 
Is so that fast fullback? It's like a like a. It's like no, he's just playing fullback. Like we can just be honest with what he's playing. Who was the Buccaneers guy? There was John Ritchie. He was awesome. Allstott. I mean, yeah, Allstott, Jason Allstott. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, John Ritchie was great too. Yes, I may be biased, but he was awesome. Back Peyton there. Hillis. Was Peyton Hillis was good too. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. That guy. Well, was he he just went full running back, kind of like what uh, <laughs> Aranda's doing. He's just a full wide receiver. So. <laughs> yep. And going to, like you said, talking about the the quarterbacks again, like we got a good quarterback coming in next year that's going to replace Garrett, Garrett Schrader. I mean, I, I, it's just going to put us right back into having three decent quarterbacks with talent versus wondering if our starters are going to get hurt and we're going to have to put a walk on in. So, I mean, oh times have definitely oh my gosh, man. times have yeah. definitely changed. And like I said, I mean, we, we talked before you came on, we did this version of, uh, on the defense, and it's kind of the same thing. You know, you look at the look at who we lost in the defensive backs, but look at how many people we gained and the talent coming up and the safeties coming. I mean, we we're just we're getting less and less away from having to rely on, like you said, one person to stay healthy because we got those those players behind them and the talent that that the gap isn't as far anymore. Well, I mean, look them. at what happened with uh, Garrett Williams last year. He goes out, and then you know, a star is born. You know right behind him and so it's like we're seeing that um passing the torch that, yeah and it's our, our, i really i really do think that as all of these hurdles that come up with you know we're a private school we get no funding um nil you know we get overlooked it's you know negative 50 one day in january a year all these different things. <laughs> and yet we have guys that are leaving better places that were in line to start to come here. Like that. It's just, I, I don't know how to put it into words. Of like, it's, I'm, I don't know how to describe this feeling of like, Oh, I'm actually confident at least to a degree of what we run out is a serviceable product. I'm not at the place where I'm like, Oh, well, we're title or bust. I mean, that's absurdity. But we're closer. We're closer to that than we are to being a zero-win team, which we were the COVID year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's surrounding himself, I think, with better coaches and coaches that have that. I mean, Travis Fisher, this this defensive back coach that came in from Nebraska. I mean, he yeah. transfers from Nebraska. We get three Nebraska transfers and from the secondary, right? right? The Just um, yeah. right off the bat, right? We get this. I don't even want to. I don't even like I said I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not going to with the tight end coach, Coach Nunzio. This from Campanelli, uh, isn't it? If, if that's what you think it looks like, that's fine. but I'm just saying <laughs> he's look. from he's from Rutgers and he yeah. coached high school in, in in New Jersey. In that's right, that's right. And and you turn around and look at our recruiting class for next year and how many kids are from New Jersey. Like, and it's six players have already verbally committed from New Jersey, and two of those. You know, the defensive back, uh, Bellamy, he transferred from Notre Dame from Jersey. Right. Te- teammates right. with Jaden Gould, who transferred from Nebraska. Like, I mean, start looking at some of this talented guys that we got coming in, and, and it's not just, you know, seven and six bowl game. I think that, that Babers is getting better at putting better coaches around him and better recruiting recruiters around him. And I just, just this first year with those two guys, I've already seen a jump into next year. I do think the money pool has opened up too. Yep. I haven't. I haven't. There's no reports as to say who's giving it, but I have inquired, and it is getting a lot better. I know because I know who's actually running the department, and they are have told me that things have gotten a lot better in that regard too. 
and it's mainly to push out some of the old ideas and in with new ideas. But um, that's what we need. That's fine. That's that's fine with me. Oh, dude! I mean, we 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 talked about it, and Sean talked about it. I mean, all the time ad nauseum about how it was like wild hack talking about we're not necessarily gonna i mean we were we missed the the first bus on nil and getting a jump on all yeah. this stuff and then and i don't and we talked about it we don't know if it's kind of still you you got the the fear from your last sanctions in ncaa and you're like are you sure are you sure i can oh they're you know, just trying to be above this? the like, fray I, I don't know it's just trying to he's just trying to virtue like act like oh well we're we don't need you know we're not going to get down in the mud like well you better and now they are so we're gonna no choice yeah. You have no choice. I mean, you have no choice. Either you do it or you fail. And it seems, you know, well, I, number two, this isn't a bad thing. I mean, it depends on how you like, look at it. Like, it's all legal now. Yeah, it's I mean, all legal. Yeah. So, like, kind of. Why would you just not? Well, if someone's going like, to find something. be called cheating, and that's maybe. Now we're just cheating out in the open. And yeah, it's, it's just. Legal, right? Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, obviously. That's exactly it. The curtain's been pulled back in. And and now everybody just gets to do it. And now everybody's running around naked. Everybody can see everything that's going on. Like like, okay, Miami basketball didn't bother team last year. <laughs> yeah, okay, you can gaslight me as much as you want. Okay, and you can put right. Coach Beheim on ACC Network and blast him for a week about him saying that when we all know it was true. Like, <laughs> come on. Eight hundred thousand dollars in Nigel Pack plus a vehicle. I mean, what you what do you call it? <laughs> if someone calls it something else, let me know what it's called. And Nevin Shapiro's just sitting in jail, it's, like it's, what? It's, <laughs> it's just a good offer. It's just a good offer. Okay, uh, let's get into some buy seller holds. All right, everybody's favorite segment, mostly mine. Buy seller hold. I know Tyler contributed. He's our he's our guest today for the buy seller holds and uh, Joe who hosts the show every <laughs> show with me is uh, he's decided to skip out on the participation. He said, "You know I, what? I'm just going to let you guys handle this and I'll help you answer. Like we need help answering." So anyway, um, let's start. I don't give a shit what you or anybody else thinks or writes, Joe. <laughs> Um, all right, here we go. <laughs> uh, all right, let's how, let's. How, how let's, old was Coach when he said that? He sounded 102 years old right there. You it know, was last year, right? It was <laughs> the year before last. It was the year before uh, last. So that was pretty. Oh man, not it, that long ago. Like, like yeah, we're not gonna, guys. We're not gonna get that anymore. That's done, you guys. You realize that, right? That's the yeah. worst part about that whole situation is that that's there's no more of that. And it yeah, saddens so me. Finishing below five hundred. Oh, stop it. Um, okay, first one, Joe, you're up. All right. Well, uh, so a couple of these, I just wanted yes or no answers, so I just changed it from a buy seller hold to a yes or no. Okay, just gonna throw that out there. Will Quint Allen finish with more rushing yards this year than Sean Tucker did? Last year, mind you, Sean Tucker, thousand uh, sixty yards last year, pretty pretty good considering there was some missed time there, uh, long towards the end of the season, right? So, right. With that said, Joe, you buy that? You think LeQuint? Like, well, we'll first answer the question, and then we'll go from there. No, no, 
Okay. Am I supposed to say so? No. If you listened to what I said before I read the question, you would know exactly what you would say. You would say yes or no. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't wasn't listening. Yeah, I know. Uh, Well, Quint Allen finished more rushing yards this year than Sean Tucker did last year. Yes or no? No. 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 Um, Now, second question. Tucker with 1,060 yards. Does LaQuinn Allen break 1,000 even? Does he even get close? I mean, I think he'll get close, but I think that in the majority, I, I truly believe LaQuinn Allen's going to be used a lot in the pass game and that there's going to be other running backs that do get burned, bringing in Branham and, and Jawan Price as well. Um, so Fair. I can see those guys getting some, some short yardage uh, touches and obviously not wanting to burn Laquin out. So, so if I if you ask if you ask me if it was rushing plus receiving, then I do think that he passes that. Yes. Okay. So rushing and receiving for Sean Tucker last year was the one sixty, two sixty, three sixty, um, three, three. Jeez. What are you trying to do? Hold math? on. Hold on. I'm trying to math. I'm oh, trying to math no. live. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Huh? It, uh, it was. I'm trying to look it up. It was, hold on, hold on, bear with me, 254. So, so 13, 13, 14, 13, 14. Yeah, I think LeQuint get over that. Okay, combined, you think LeQuint breaks that. Okay, fair enough. Tyler, what say you? Um, I've got no on both. I actually think that he'll probably be like combined close to about a thousand really all purpose yeah i do and it's just it's because of what we talked about earlier like i think that because the offense is not like if sean doesn't work then we're done for (laughs) that will it'll be like his catches i think will go for like 20 yards up like i think he's gonna have an insane per catch number because he's going to be out in space and he's going to run for like 20 more. But then we're going to throw the ball three straight times. And then hopefully we throw it in the back of the end zone to a Ronde. And the third catch is like him catching a touchdown. Or it's Garrett faking to LaQuint. And we have something that's like an option. But they're going to have to take somebody away. And last year, what the defenses did was take the run away. If they still mm-hmm. game plan that way, then I don't think that he's going to have a, a high number and I think that it's going to be distributed to like three or four different running backs. Hmm. Okay. I'm, I'm actually with Joe. I, I agree with Joe on that. I think he can surpass combined. I think it's a good probability. You think about, like we talked about the depth at receiver now or what, what we have, and it's a lot of talent there. But when you have an option out of the backfield, I mean, you know, I can, that's going to be, that could be bread and butter sometimes. That's exactly what, to Joe's point, they've missed so much um just the yeah. past couple of years it's and, but it also is going to be come down to exactly i think you know it comes down to how they use the other running backs really in my opinion because last year there wasn't a huge huge i mean you go and you look at i'm only going off the bowl game i mean bowl game he had what 15 carries for 94 yards and 11 catches for 60 yards i mean mm. I mean, it's like if you if you start if you're getting that usage, you know. But again, we have other running backs now too, so it's going to be difficult. Um, that's 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 a tough one because it's all about usage. Because I mean, sometimes 
you're a stronger unit when you have three or four different options and everyone can stay healthy and everyone, you know, you can use specific running backs for their specific talents and, and situations. So, um, but if he, if he ends up getting the full workload, uh, like <clears throat> Sean Tucker, then I think he can come close. But to what Tyler said, if you're, if you're splitting between three or four running backs and all that stuff that much, then yeah, he, he won't come close. Next Can one. Can you find me real quick, real quick, sure. real quick. What was Garrett Schrader's rushing yards total last year? Garrett Schrader's rushing last year a lot of was yards. 453. 453. If they, I hope they don't count sack yards into that. And if they did, let's say we'll give them 200 yards back. It was, pointed out, it was pointed out by someone on Twitter that the actual net for Sean Tucker was um, 1,048, I think. So it's probably not adding that in. I think this is according to betting digest guys. I just found it in the well, mailbox. Did he so, throw okay. for a hundred yards? Where's the other hundred yards coming from? Who? What do you mean? It netted out like an extra 150 yards. Well, what no. are those coming from? Who? Sean Tucker. No, Sean Tucker ran for a thousand sixty, but someone on Twitter pointed out it was like the net was 1,048. So, we're talking twelve yards. Oh, oh, my bad. Sorry, no, I you're misheard good. you. No, you're good. I might have said it wrong too. Who knows? Um, all right, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Buy, sell, or hold. Syracuse. Th- this is submitted by James Zuba. I thought this was interesting. Buy, sell, or hold. Syracuse football will have more total wins than the basketball will have in the non-conference. Buy, sell, or hold, Joe. Uh. Uh, I'm going to sell them. Really? Mm. Yeah. I have confidence. Okay. You have I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit higher up in, in Syracuse's uh, their basketball team this year. I know we have a difficult non-conference yeah, schedule. I know that we say. talked about it. I mean, the Maui Invitational, um, but that's yeah, going to be played, played where it actually is right now or not. I mean, there's going to be three solid games, right? Unless we lose everything and play Chaminade for the seventh place game, right? But um, just, you know, playing Oregon and playing LSU, it's just, I mean, hell, are we going to be able to. You got to win two. That's going to be. Are we going to get past Colgate, right? Like, I mean, yes. there's all these. <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to get past Colgate. I think we're going to play a man to man. We're we got no a lot promises. More. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too cocky again. No, it's not that. I just think it's going to be a different team. And I truly believe that the reason Colgate won was because of the zone. And they just matched up well against 85% it. from three. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, so. that helps. Yeah. But that's but prob- when you look at it, what, we, you have 11 non-conference games. And I say, what? I mean, yeah. if you lose five, that's still six, right? You know, are they really going to go? That adds up. You well, know, you, are you, you really going to go six and five as a basketball team? And then, I mean... That's equaling out to the six and six that I guessed for the football team earlier. You guessed six and six three years in a row. Way to <laughs> way to be original about it. <laughs> Holy cow! Uh, so anyway, indecisive. It, it, indecisive. What, what about you, Tyler? What do you think? By the way, I I I, I buy, I buy, and I don't know if it's because I think that Syracuse. I I my my um my season prediction was seven and five for the regular season. So I'm gonna buy. It's a I, tough I one. I forgot about the yeah. I forgot about the invitational. I did listen to the last show. Um, 
I just it's a long way away from basketball season for me at least. I, yet. I hear um, you. I hear you. It's a long way away f- to football season for me right now. Okay, but, dude, but our basketball team would be so much better. I really, you think I, so? I, I really, I have to think that way, okay. or else I like, I just can't keep going. Um, <laughs> but the here is my here's my hangout. We're gonna make a bowl, but what happens at that bowl game? That's the swing game, in my opinion whether we eclipse the basketball team's non-conference. Because I think we'll probably both finish at the same mark. I don't think it's going to be six, but I do think that we finish at the same mark relatively in the bowl game, we'll swing it. So if we take that out and we just do regular season games, um, I'll, I'll buy with uh, eight for... No, no, no. I'll... S- Oh God! I don't know. Seven and seven. We got a flip. We'll, football team will beat them. We'll just put it that way. So bye. Yeah, bye. Okay. Uh, over under. This one was submitted by our very own Tyler Morona at Tyler Morona on Twitter. Over under. There are one and a half draft picks on this year's team. Over under, Joe. Actually, See, hold no, on. Have, Tyler submitted this. The, Let Tyler in go. In the 2024 draft. I'm not okay. talking like, you know, for, okay. until infinitum. It's almost like you knew oh, exactly right, what I right, was right, going right. to ask, Tyler. Right. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, this is this is your question. So what's, what, do you, what are you thinking? Can I sneak in a, a, a quick thought, too? Am well? I going to be able to stop is, you? <laughs> no. Okay. It, it, it parlays <laughs> off of the last one. Okay. Is this potential? I think the stars have come to a line. Is this, and this will be a homework project for us, could this be the year of the most total men's wins across all sports? Oof. Coming off of uh, a year, what, two, one, one season removed from the three big the men's natty. sports not doing anything? But you got to think that if football, like we're not, I, I don't think we're ever going to win 15 games in football. So that's probably off the table, but soccer won a, a national title last year. So they'll probably be pretty good. Again, football's on the way up. Basketball's on the way up. Lacrosse is on the way. Like it could be one of those years to where it just, it all goes right. So it could just be a really good year for our men's program all the way across. So I don't know. Just thought I would throw that in there. No, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a possibility. I hate predicting stuff like that because I either psych myself up and set myself up for disappointment or I just sound negative. So, yeah, fair. Anyway, <laughs> back to the draft, okay. draft, draft pick scenario. Yeah, um, I'm over. I'm way over. I'm like four. Really? So like, uh, like Chuck has here, Orange Chuck on Twitter. He's got Arande, obviously, right? That's a given. Obviously, uh, Marlo Wax is a good possibility. Yeah. Okuchuku was was that's three, right? Uh, he puts Garrett Trader. Maybe you see Garrett Trader in here. Caleb, maybe. Uh. And, then, and then he adds, he caveats Alfred Jones and Pena. And I mean, look, I think the jury's out on a couple of those guys. But when when you go when you go Orlando, Marlowe, and a possible Caleb, I mean, I think that's reasonable. Well, is Cinco Clark graduating this year? If so, he's getting drafted. Isaiah Johnson, he'll he'll get drafted. Uh, Isaiah Johnson, I was going to say. Okay. Uh, Marlowe Wax will get drafted. Yep. Caleb is iffy to me. He'll he'll probably be like a, a later round guy, just so that somebody else doesn't have to outbid them in free agency. Um, and then you would have to think that um, Aranda is going to go first or second round. And um, yeah, and what if Stefan Thompson just becomes like one of the best outside linebackers in the country, like he could be? And now we have you know multiple linebackers going. So 
Um, I think four is probably the number that I should have put. <laughs> Maybe you should have put so. two and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, if you did two and a half, three, something like that. And to be perfectly honest with you, I mean, I still think that we still haven't seen a full season of Schrader. And we saw right, yeah. his numbers. We saw his if he puts up percentages and numbers like his last first six games last year, and he does it for the whole season this year coming up, then it would be hard for me not to think that he's not going to get drafted. At least a dart throw in the seventh round or something. A flyer? I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. And you see of a football player at that point not to. And, and I mean, by, you see how, how New England's using uh, Malik Cunningham, you know? I mean, they got him from Louisville as undrafted free agent, and they they got him throwing, running around. Was, he looks like an old Cordell Stewart out there. Well, he's also good. We well, made that, him look bad, but he's also good. Yes, very much so. We did the same thing to Geno Smith, obviously. Very true. Um well, actually, what happened to Garrett Williams? There's not much you can do about that. That guy just ate his lunch. And that's what happens. Yeah. Um, by the way, I need to backtrack because I did put these on Twitter. Um, the LaQuint Allen rushing more than Sean Tucker did last year. Uh, I think the consensus is no across the board there for all of us. And then buy, sell, or hold. Syracuse football will have more total wins than the basketball team will have in the non-conference. Um, 53% bought on that. And then the over/under, it's eighty-one percent over uh, on the Twitter poll. So we're we're awesome. we're all we're all in the same field right now for the most part. Uh, next, yeah. will Garrett Tra- this is a yes or no question, Joe? Will Garrett Schrader start all twelve regular seasons games? This is Tyler's and I and Tyler. I, w- I did not put verbatim in in here what you had because I okay. I forgot okay. and that's my bad, dude. But I knew it was something to that <laughs> effect. So. Um, Garrett Trader will have, will start all 12 regular season games. Um, look, this one's, I mean, it's tough, right? Because of course we want to say, yeah, because of course we want our quarterback to start out 12 games, regular season games. Right. So Joe, what say you? I want to answer it with my heart instead of my brain. I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I really, if, really do. If if he says, but the way that he plays, I know is to what Tyler said, like the like, way that he plays, that guy is a wild man. He yeah. has no fear. Yeah, and he thinks that he can run people over. He can run He's people over, like running backs, and he can outrun defensive back. We've seen all of this, but that leads to injuries, and you know he takes risks, and a lot of those risks have happened. And, and as far as like. They've worked, right? I mean, you see him. He stands in there and he takes shots that Tommy DeVito wouldn't have taken. Oh, he, right? he like, takes them in in in, in squares up Purdue to throw. Times, bro. Yeah, he took it. Yeah, Virginia Purdue, Tech. Virginia yeah. Tech, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of quarterbacks can't continue to do that and keep getting when up. they know it's he coming too. Go. He excels. He excels right. in those moments. And it's just he's. And I know he's got better. You know, he's got a lot different options with you know the offensive coordinator and everything and he's gonna have a running back to dump it down to and but is he going to be able to step out of bounds like what tyler said or is he gonna lower his head his head and something happened i mean i just my brain tells me that he probably won't start out all 12 games but my heart i definitely want him to because i want to see a season with him healthy and playing all 12 games and see what actually happens like dungy his senior year. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like we all 
feel that sentiment, Tyler, but what do you think? It's not the NFL where it's like if your quarterback doesn't start a game, that's possibly a good thing. Because um, <laughs> you already clinched, you know, and it's week 18 or whatever. Yeah, the case it doesn't work is. Like, like that, right? We, we have Wake Forest, the last game of the season. Like, that's a really important game. So, um, <laughs> the original question was does he miss more than. And 1.5, more or less than 1.5 games. Oh, I think he misses. Sorry, Tyler. Uh, I totally. I think he misses out. one game, but um, there's you gotta you gotta have something to say about urgency too. This is his last ride. He cannot come back again, right? So I would have to think that he's gonna do everything he can, everything he possibly can, even more so than other years to to leave it out there. Well, the way things are starting to try to trend, who knows? Maybe there's another COVID year. So. Maybe he will be back oh, next year. Uh, anyway. Jeez. Come on, man. <laughs> I, I'm with, I'm I, with I both of you. Fin- I don't know if he finishes every game. Well, I mean. But that's... he's going to do his damnedest to start every one of them. That's for sure. I just pray. It's just, you know. Look, look. Go ahead, Joe. You've yeah, obviously got something more important to say than me. Go ahead. No, I, I was just saying, like, going back to, to, to Dungy. <laughs> like, the year before. We went and won ten games. We beat Clemson in the dome. We thought our team was our team was pretty good. Dungey got hurt, really good. and and Dungey got hurt, and we didn't go to a bowl game. Well, and we then actually, we lost every single game after beating Clemson, which I'll still take any year, to be honest. Well, <laughs> yes, but still, you know, the next year you saw what happened when Dungey pretty much played almost a whole year. So yeah, it came together. And I'm hoping that's what we see this year. Exactly. Um, the, uh, consensus on Twitter was 52% say, yes, he will start all 12. Uh, next up buy, sell or hold, uh, Syracuse football is bull bound this year. Buy, sell or hold. I need my mom's help. Joe. Bye. Okay. Tyler, this is an easy one. I buy Maybe the, maybe the question could have been, um, do we play like in a, I don't know, like a top tier bowl? I don't know what they call it anymore, but you know what I'm trying to say. Like a New Year's, New Year's Day bowl? Yeah. Or like a. Top, yeah, I, I see what know. you know. You know, like a top 10 it, prestigious bowl game. Will, will Syracuse's bowl game this year be on the uh, ESPN Plus app? No, no. <laughs> so. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Buy, sell, hold. Get, all right. This is from at oil Qs, who is always overconfident in everything he does. And that's why we love him. It's our guy. Uh, buy, sell, or hold. Garrett Trader with 3,750 total yards this season. So, uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a feat, okay, to say the least. Yeah. So last year we talked about we, he had, what, 453. And he had, where is he here? Where is he here? Where is he here? Um. 2640 for the um, passing yards. So 3093. So we're two games. And he missed two games or a game and a half, right? What was it? Two games. And then we played Um, State, which we did nothing. So pretty much three. Pittsburgh, he missed. Yeah, it was was it Pittsburgh? Was it Notre Dame? No, we didn't play Notre Dame last year. What did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was Notre Dame. We did. Yeah, it was every single play. Okay, there you go. So, um, Pittsburgh. He got hurt. I think Notre Dame game. He did get hurt. Okay. 
So he got banged up at Clemson, then he got hurt in Notre Dame, and Rio came in, and then Rio Wilson started the Pittsburgh game. Oh God, that game was awful. That so, was you, so you're looking at one. two and a half games, and they were all diff- very difficult games. Those were very, that was very hard. Those were hard watches back on last yeah. year. So. So it sounds like he was averaging about three oh five a game when he played, maybe a little bit more. Um, if he does start the twelve when we bought that, then you'd have to go over. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think this ties into. Um, I think this ties into the last question, really. Now, how many games does he start? Yeah, how much yeah, does he yeah. play? Right. I mean. And I don't know if we're playing as good a defense this year as we did last year. Well, I mean, he's point. you know he's going to be. I th- you got to assume he's going to be healthier this year. You got to assume that he's going to be better this year. I, 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 I don't have to assume that. But. Well, well, <laughs> well, I mean, after surgery, I mean, he's he's ready to go. I mean, like I said, just from what I've seen him himself, you, you know, in, in interviews, I mean, the dude's ready to go. So, I mean, look. It's so hard to say, but it's another one of those. My heart says this and my mind says this type questions too. So, uh, the, the audience on Twitter bought 50% bought 43% sold and 7% said, hold, sorry, I'm a weenie. Mm. I mean, you're willing to click it. It's fine. That's true. Uh, that might be the number. <laughs> Like it might be like thirty-seven, twenty-three. Like if it, 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 it's in line with his average. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's on the cusp, but so it's possible. You know what I mean? It's within reach. Let's just say that. Right, and and again, I think without Sean Tucker needing all these carries to justify the offense that you're running, um, it favors the quarterback being the you know jack of all trades right um all right let's continue here by seller hold sean tucker the truck this is submitted by our boy at OLQs. sean tucker the trucker would have made more nil money at syracuse this year if he stayed than he would make or makes at tampa bay this year that's an interesting question because first of all and he and he puts this in here based on what i can find on the internet he says He's guaranteed 155,000 with another 600,000 if he's on a game day if he's on game day rosters. That's a lot of money. That's that's oh, Nigel, yeah. that's Nigel Pack money right there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he look, he signed a th- I mean, he's got a 3-year contract. It's just essentially does he make the team? So, right. if he makes the team, then you're talking, you know, he gets. I mean, his base salary is seven hundred fifty thousand, right? And even if you say, yeah, okay, no way, like no, and, and no, so, but no, does he make so, the team? I mean, he's getting he's getting kind of scrub if, carries, okay, but, though, right? Okay, but even he if is. he doesn't make the team, he gets one hundred fifty-five, right? And then let's say I have to assume he's at least going to make the practice squad somewhere. Which I mean, look at what you make annually from practice squad; it's probably close to. What, it's like three hundred thousand now, I think. Two. I was going to say somewhere between two and three thousand, two two hundred and three thousand, something like that. So, I mean, you're talking about even if he were to not get signed and go to play practice squad, he's going to make four hundred thousand, four hundred fifty thousand this year. And, and what are they really making? 
What is it? What is a star at Syracuse making an NIL money? Right. I mean, it's one of those things. The upper that, echelon, maybe I don't know, a quarter. A quarter. Yeah. Yeah. See, so probably not. I mean, I have to sell on that. You know. It's yeah. Just, no, there's no way. Yeah. And they've done good too. I mean, it's nothing against Syracuse. They've done actually better than I thought they would. And we reported it in one of the latest podcasts. But they, um, they did. They've done really good in their fundraising for the NIL bank. So, well, the the upper echelon of NIL earners do not earn based off of their talent on the field. It's because they are a marketer first, and then they're good at sports second. Right. The sports That's aspect money, yes. gets them seen right. as being a marketer or a marketing person. Like those are the people that are earning money. Like if I was at Syracuse right now or wherever, I would be thinking, like, sports is cool, but like, how do I get myself out there using sports to become a better salesperson? Like, Sean Tucker could only recite, and this is not, you know, like he would have to go in the car lot and just say, "I'm pleased with the," you know, or something, right? Like that's his, <laughs> that's his, his thing. thing. Yeah. But that's the only thing he had. And I'm not saying, you know, he couldn't become better or anything else like that. And his talent justifies a lot of money because Tampa Bay's allocating that to him if he can make the squad. I'm just saying that, that like, um, somebody else is probably a better marketing person than Sean Tucker. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah, he wasn't a huge, he wasn't huge in talking with the media. And he stuff was the like Marshawn that, Lynch so. of, of the NCAA when it came to press conferences, to right? Right. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And then, and that's there's nothing wrong with that, right? But I mean, you could caveat that that question with could he have came back and maybe bumped his draft stock and everything. But again, I mean, you obviously was dealing with something last year because he needed to be cleared. And um, apparently, it was a just, heart condition. The, just or the running backs, just the running backs in the in, in the NFL now, they just don't really really get paid like that or get highly drafted. You know, there's really only one you know like this year what Bijan robinson and then how long did it take for the next running back to get taken right so yeah two um, rounds yeah i mean uh, there's teams that would most they're they're they'll gladly go ahead and sign three or four decent running backs and let them play their roles versus paying you know crazy money to running backs nowadays so um yeah i don't know i think his best option was to get out there as young as possible and you know, do the best he can to make a team and make whatever money he can before, you know, obviously the expiration date of running backs is not that, it's not that big. So, right. So, That's the other no. thing. Um, you said perfectly. The, uh, the Twitterverse, 49% of them bought, 45% of them sold, and 6% of them said, hold, I suck at this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so really if you're selling that you think that sean doesn't play football at all this year most likely that's crazy man he's their best option at running back right now by the way in tampa bay based off of what, if you're what selling hold on say that again if you're selling you don't think he plays football at all this year no if you if you or what whichever way Buy. Yeah, right, if you right, think right. that he would have made more at Syracuse right, than right, at right, Tampa right, right, Bay, right, right. you're saying that, that he, he, doesn't he doesn't play, play for anybody. Right. I mean, I think that there's a question to say, I mean, you, I think we can question whether or not he would make the guaranteed salary he's going to make even if he gets cut in NIL money. It is a guaranteed at salary to 150? Oh, no, oh the guaranteed, guaranteed's 155. 155. Right, right. Yeah. I thought there was a minimum. Yeah. 
Is there not a minimum? No, there's no, a minimum if you right. make the roster. Gotcha. Bro. Okay. All right. Yeah. So he got a sign-in bonus because, okay, so when you get undrafted, a lot of times teams, because if you're undrafted, then you're basically a free agent. You get to pick where you want to go, and now you just your agent's out there trying to make deals. And a lot of times teams that want you or they think that, you know, okay, they prioritize the undrafted free agent, then they will actually offer a guaranteed contract for you to come and play whether you make the team or not, just for you to pick them. So, yeah, and nice. that's what happened in this situation. So, like a pool of money for undrafted guys, and then depending on how much they allocate to you, that shows you like how much they want you, basically. Right. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, okay. We always got to end with this. We, we, um, jobbed ourselves into already giving our predictions, so that's going to leave it up to Tyler at the end. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I can't. I, maybe I subconsciously did that because this episode is always is always one of the ones for me. I mean, once I get going, I'm good. But it's one of the ones for me. I'm just like, that means when we're doing this episode, like summer's is coming to a serious end. So I kind of forced myself to do the prediction thing a month ago. So that way I could try to skate through this. And Joe's like, oh, no, we got to have we got to have Tyler Dude. on. We got to have Tyler on. And we got to do what we got to do our prediction show. And I said, Joe, and we look, already predicted, bro. You just admitted we already... that I was the one that got the ball rolling. Look, it's just <laughs> I, I said Tyler, we already predicted. Tyler, you have no idea how sad it is to talk to this man to try to get him to do a podcast during the summer. Because I'm like ready to go. Football season. Let's go. And he's like, oh, man, but now summer and the hot and my pool and the beach. Two things can be true, Sean. You can like talking to me and it can still be summertime at the same time. That Tyler was supposed awesome. to visit me this year. He, ne- he never did. Oh, uh, God. Here we go. That's still on the table. That is still on the table. Okay. But, but it's not going to be uh, nice was... and hot out. Why does it need well, to be I hot? Because I, I don't travel right now anyway. I've got a kid on the way. And once he's due, yeah. I'll be landlocked for a little bit. But. It's I'm, like two weeks. You should be good after that. No, that stop, bro. That's, that's easy to say after having three kids, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, it locks you down. It's a good lockdown, <laughs> no, though. Right, it's man. a good we're lockdown. Both right. we're, we're both real ready to, uh, to, to make that trip. I, I really want to come see where you guys are at. But not so, part of the country. I've never been. It's, it's beautiful here. I love it. Um, it could be warmer, though, in the winters. Uh, all right. Syracuse football will win... Blank regular season games this year, okay? We've got 0 to 3, 4 to 6, 7 to 9, 10 to 12. Okay? We do this one every year. It's the only one we always do every year, and we go over it last. Um, my prediction, just, I mean, my prediction was 7 and 5. So I'm right there with the majority of Twitter who chose 7 to 9 and at 60%, so overwhelmingly. And then Joe, uh, He's at six and six for the third straight year because he's super original and puts a ton of thought into stuff. So he's he's with he's with the thirty one percent. He's with the thirty one percent of Twitter, and Tyler, that leaves you. I was really encouraged by ESPN's analytical breakdown where they had us at nine and three. I think that's a little rich, but I do what? think that they we did? fall. Um, I could absolutely see it. The thing is, though, is that until. In, unless my eyes deceive me, we haven't beat Pitt in quite some time. Unfortunately, so, not. That that's the game, man. It's the game of the year. It's the game of the year every year. It really is. Like if we can beat them, because not being able to 
split between Clemson and Pitt, getting the double loss on the on the column every year, it just it kills me, man. We we're gonna break through against one of the two of those teams this year. Mark my words, we will. My plan is to go. We could go two and ten if we beat both of those teams. We're not going to, but um, I have us at uh, shit, man. I, I mean, I ha- I have us at eight wins right now. Do you really? You're going eight and four for the regular season. I am, yeah. Sean, I do want you to know that I answered that poll question uh, seven and nine. So. Oh, you did? You my. answered that one? Yeah. You're a host well, of the show. That's you can't do that. Why? I mean, okay. Well, you want to you want to you know put the put your finger on the scales. Go ahead. No, I'm just I'm well, you went basically. In- my confidence in this team has gone up since camp. And I don't know if it's just the excitement of football or whatnot. Me but. too. No, it, no, it really actually has for me too. We got to so go back to it's Damian Alford. It's Damian Alford. We got to go back to 2018. By the way, win an extra game. Go back to 2018 for uh, the last win for Syracuse. So. Against. Against Pitt. Yeah, no, it's just, that's disgusting. And it's only been like once in the last. I mean, it's been really bad since like early 2000. Oh, before that was 2012, and then before that, oh my god, it was 2000. It was like 2001. So since 2000, 2000. we've and since 2000 we've, we've won three times. Yeah. 2000, 2012, 2018. Are you kidding me? No, I'm no, serious. that's how bad it's been, bro. <laughs> but before that, though, guys, so. it was tremendous. I mean, you know. Oh well, yeah, you're talking well, about sure, when I was alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler was just a little kid. I was taller than Tyler. Oh, that was not a very long uh, point in time. It probably wasn't, but there was a point in time where I was taller than you, though. I mean, it's just the reality of it. I'm, it's, it's, you know. Yeah. Well, you'll be you'll be taller than my son for two years as well. <laughs> Maybe if I'm lucky. If I'm lucky too. If I'm lucky too. As soon as he can stand up and walk, I'm in trouble. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in trouble when that happens. I mean, his wife's taller than me, so. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. she's probably taller than you too, Joe. How tall is Katie? Who? That's yeah, probably like five eleven. Oh, okay, well, she's right there, Joe. Then, dude, I'm six foot. Come on. I mean, it would. Yeah. Okay. If you stand up straight and and get off your heels, maybe. <laughs> Are um, you? Huh? Come on, man. Um. All right. So. That's gonna be it. That's it. Is there anything else to add to to this at this point in the show when things become um, pointless? Anybody? Are there any callers? Anybody want to say their piece? No, it doesn't look like it. Although there's a a few people in there popping in and out, popping in and out. Um, But we don't have any takers. They're scared of the mic. That's fine. Um, It's been a long enough show, honestly. I'm okay with that. So, and Dominic's not in there. And he's not, so if Dominic's yeah. not delivering mail, then chances are he's not calling into <laughs> a Syracuse, and, and he's probably not calling into a Syracuse sports show if he's not Future delivering show. the mail, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, the next show that you guys run on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll, uh, I'll call it. Hold on, hold on. 2000, yeah. September 12th at 4 p.m., they play Colgate. Thank you about, for that. But anyway, no, yeah, uh, of course. Got the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, Colgate's. Uh, I'm thinking I might be up there. I think I'm taking a trip up to Syracuse oh, for okay. that weekend. Don't know if I'm nice. going to the game though. 
Well, we got we got one. Okay, the, uh, Tony. Well, I'm going you? to the UNC. Tony, are you there? Hey, boys, how's it going? Hello, Tony. How are we doing? <laughs> At Cuse Waterboy on Twitter. That's our guy. What's up, buddy? Dude, you speak of the devil and poof, he appears. I saw. I went into the room and Tyler said, "If there's anyone, if there's is there any requests for for speakers," and I and I thought to myself, "Well, if Tyler brings it up and we bag on it a little bit." I bet you I could coax one into it because I'm looking right at him. He's sitting, yeah. <laughs> he's sitting right there on the job. Hey I'm really into peer pressure. All you got to do is say jump, and I go. <laughs> yeah, I see that. What's going on, my That's man? Let it be. Not a man. Just put the little one to bed. You know, okay. he's uh, up and moving around now. So that's a whole fun new challenge, which I absolutely love. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It is just taking off. She's trying to climb over everything, and I'm like, just I, I got to make sure you don't kill yourself. Let's just get you to college, and everything will be all right. Kids are trying to continuously commit suicide. That's why we put rubber corners on everything. You know, you, oh, yeah. You, oh, yeah. We, we spent the weekend up at the Adirondacks, and she tried to clock herself like seven or eight times on the corner of a table. And I'm like, oh, dear God, here yeah, we go. I know. Yeah. You, you find yourself yeah. grabbing the edges of things, like out of yep. pure, you know, just subconsciousness. Yeah. Yep. yeah so, dude, Tyler, changes. get ready. You're about to, Tyler's about to ride this ride, baby. It's fun as hell. I know, man. I cannot wait. Like, well, I, I mean, it's the bracing the corners and rubberizing my house. So it's going to be the, the challenge, obviously. But I'm, I'm excited, you, man. You got time for that? They don't start like getting active till like five or six months in. Like the first three months, I go to my wife and I'm like, "This is it." She just sleeps, eats, and poops. Like, there's nothing for me to do at this point but change her. Always, always changes. Goes from just laying there to crawling to running. To, to the, they're at the height of every, every corner of every table. To then they're talking back. Yeah. Oh, it's and they're they're jumping out of everything, and then changes. before you know it, I got one that's stealing my truck all the time and, and gallivanting all over Virginia Beach. So with his girlfriend. Yeah. 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 I can't wait for your son. I saw that picture you guys at the what was it the Metallica show? Yeah, Metallica. I can't wait for yeah. your son to finally challenge you to a fight. I'm like, oh man, it's coming. He's he's pretty big. <laughs> that kid. That kid. Doesn't have it in him. I will there, tie he's, him he's in a knot. By the way, <laughs> we'll I, see, I man. know that kid. I don't recognize him anymore. That's like the most maturity I've seen in a human being, like ever. He's yeah, he is. Um, Real fast. He's he'll be yeah. he'll be sixteen or no, he'll be seventeen in January. Oh, he's at that age. The yeah. first time I challenged my dad to a fight, I was fifteen, and he whooped my ass. He literally had me down on the ground, pinned my shoulders down, and just like peppering me in the face with like playful but hard slaps. Like just a, he's like, "Nah, man, you ain't ready for this yet. You don't want this smoke." It, it, here's the thing with Dylan: he gets so serious so quick. I can't even play. So it's either, it is either, oh, I'm going. This is going to happen, or I just don't even mess with him. And right now, for me, I'm just at the. I'm just not going to mess with him right now stage because, you know, I don't need. To, first of all. I don't need to hurt the kid. You know what I mean? It's either he's going to get hurt or, <laughs> or you know, I'm going to look silly. So I choose not to look silly. But You sound just like my old man who's now 63 <laughs> and is a 150-pound, like, five foot six Guido. And I'm like, Pops, you've seen me without my shirt on. Like, I would destroy you. Well, it, it, the, 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 so it's funny, and I know I put this on Twitter, but the Metallica concert, it was it was just a month removed from – the day, whereas 28 years before that was my first Metallica concert. And I was bringing my kid mm. there. I was bringing my oldest son there. He loves Metallica. He's, he's, 
he shreds Metallica on the guitar and um, brought oh, him. Awesome. Oh, it is. He's he's good too. He and he taught himself. I brought him, my wife, and one of my son's friends. So I'm like, I'm, I wasn't like nervous or anything, but I remember how it was back in the day. It was freaking rowdy, man. And when, and it was, it was, you know, you had to be careful sometimes, depending on where you were. It, it shows like that. Plus, Pantera was opening up for him. But I get oh, there. Jesus. Oh, it was awesome. I get there, and um, it's all old people like me with bringing their <laughs> bringing their teenage sons with them. And I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. It was so chill. So, um, you know, James Hatfield's 60 years old now. Uh, anyways, it was a great time. I will say this, I though. I had that same feeling. I went to the Godsmack show a couple weeks ago here at the Amp, and, you know, they're celebrating, like, their 25th year. And it was like... Dude, let me tell you firsthand, you know what does not age well? Tramp stamps. They age horribly. (laughs) Horribly, dude. Yeah, I could see that. All those popular hot girls in high school that got one at the time, it looks so bad now that they're in their 40s and 50s. Oh, my God. At least get some color (laughs) back in it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. tuck it up a little bit, ladies. Come on. Exactly. I, I think I think the ones that are hanging on to it and still looks it, I don't think they're at that show. I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. I don't know about that. No, these were all chain smokers. It, it was a Terry. Hi. Look at you, cutie. How you doing? You want you want another beer? That's what they all sounded like. Yeah, I could picture that, especially in Syracuse. No offense, but everybody there smokes still. Hey, man, I, the fair started today. You want to talk about people watching? We are in the prime season. Yeah. <laughs> I drove that, by it today, and I was like, look at that mess. No doubt about that. Mm. They, some of the best times I've had um, were at the fair. and Ab- uh, Absolute best. And, you know, there were some bad times there, too. But there were some good times there. But the, <laughs> the fair is the fair, no matter what year it happens in. Right? Yep. It is what you uh, make of it, man. Exactly. Um, hey, Waterboy, like, so I have like, a question for you. Yeah. What do you What do you think uh, about this Josh Black signing a contract with WWE? Oh, yeah, I thought about you when I saw that. Oh, I love it. So uh, him and I, we, we started chatting up on uh, Instagram like three or four years ago, and like, we just talked stories about like how we're both pro wrestling fans. And I could see it. I was like, dude, you have an avenue for this. Like, you got the look, you got the build, you have that personality, like – if the NFL doesn't work out, go for it. And he's making the most of it. And they have, um, oh, my God, Tyler, you play with him. Is it Omari Jones or I forget his name now in WWE? Uh, his, his name is Odyssey Jones, but his name is Omari Palmer. Most outrageous yes. personality you'll ever meet. Yeah, I was getting the two confused. But, like, it's it's so much personality. I think, you know, Josh is going to have to cut his teeth for a few years. But I think he'll take to it well, man. I'm excited. That's pretty cool. I agree. And I, I think Omari is kind of, I don't think he had like a hand in it per se, but he definitely like helped open the door. And I think Josh, obviously with that door opening, um, had the rest to, you know, see it through. So I'm, I'm happy for him, man. I mean, it's good. All of that stuff in a weird, it's all good for the gander, you know, the, what yep. is good for him is it's good for the program, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm excited for it. And I'm, I don't think people understand too, like how much athleticism and work goes into it. So like, I think Josh got picked out of three or four guys out of a class of 60. Like they basically just yeah. run you ragged with conditioning drills and just basically try to make you quit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, that's it's just a like pro sport. Right. They make I mean, money, man. A lot of it. Wrestling scripted, but it's not fake. You know what I mean? I mean, most of it's scripted, no, but it's not fake. Sure. I mean, people are getting their people are getting their shit handed to them quite often. No, 
people need to go look at it like on YouTube. It'll show you how a wrestling ring is made. And it's basically like metal bars with like plywood and then a very thin piece of like rubber matting over it and a spring. And that's it. That's all there is to a ring. They're like, if you want to yep. figure out what a bunk feels like, go in your backyard, jump up in the air as high as you can and just land flat on your back. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And I mean, people are getting hit. I've watched all those old school behind the wrestling things on what A and E or whatever the hell it is. But like, it, right? You know, you know well, they know how to take it, right? They learn how to hit. They learn how to take it. It's not like they're trying to kill each other, but it's not like they're not taking pain at the same time, uh, this, right? This like, is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's totally off the subject. You but... You callous up your back, basically. Like well, even like hitting the ring ropes will just burn you the first few times. I mean, was it um, Jake the Snake Roberts, DDT, and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on concrete? I mean, he really went to the oh hospital. God. I mean, that yeah, wasn't a yeah. joke. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at Mick Foley, how much he put his body through, landing on concrete yeah. all the time. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to be big like like Black. You got to be tough like Black. And he started this when he was still on the team. You guys remember the, the tweet where he did the backflip off the wall and The Rock oh, got yeah, a hold right. of it and all that? Well, not, so, not Yeah, you get on The Rock's saying, radar, so. you do something right. Right, exactly. Um, you have to also like be cut like an action figure. Yeah. Like there's a high yeah. barrier of entry too. Right. Um, I, so, well, yeah, you want a little bit of impact? I mean, input. Uh, Joe Rogan had uh, Ric Flair on. on his I podcast. listened to that one. It was amazing. Was great podcast, and to listen to Ric Flair's stories and the stuff that he did to stay as fit and as big as he uh, ridiculous. On a daily basis, crazy. And um, that guy burned the candle at both ends. He's like, I would party till four in the morning, go to the gym, <laughs> go to the next town, drive, you know, travel three hundred days a year. Like, I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. Highly, He's got Hulk Hogan on next too. Oh, I would love the Hulk Hogan highly, one. That's my guy. Entertaining podcast, dude. and he he survived a plane crash and broke his back and still went back. <laughs> it's just yeah. crazy. The stories he had was insane. Yeah, go look at pictures of him from like 1973. He was built completely different. Like he was like a big muscle headed dude. And, you know, after the plane crash, he kind of slendered down and got more cut. Um, Tony. Yeah. Back to the task at hand here. You got to answer the question. About, I'm down. About um, what's your prediction for Syracuse football record wise this year? Eight and four bowl game and we get a ninth win. And we will upset Clemson at the Dome. Um, we're going to have a hard stretch with October with those three away games in a row. I think we'll lose at North Carolina. We'll win at Virginia tech, which I'm still trying to go you guys to go to, because that's going to be so much fun. I know. Here's my thing with it. And okay. Since we're talking because everything, (laughs) because everything else is just text though. And it's just like, I don't feel like texting all that. Um, (laughs) I've, my goal kind of was to go to all these away games and do something different. And if I could do two in a year and go to Virginia Tech and then go to a different one, I would. The thing is, is I'm just not sure if I can, and I definitely have to go to an away game. And UNC... Let's go to Virginia Tech. It's a night game, But I've dude. been a to that one. game in Lane Stadium. I know. Trust me. You went to a it's, day game, though. That's tr- very true. It's very true. But you we, know the atmosphere is going to be insane. A Thursday night game with college kids. I, I mean, look, it was insane during the day. And uh, I've given plenty of praise, if you're a regular listener, to the fans there. They're freaking awesome. Um, I, I, my, my whole perspective on the, the Hokie fans completely changed after I went there. It's a great experience. If I could do both, I will. But it's going to be one of those things where it's like, 
I'm going to wing it because that's just how I'm going to have to do it. Because I've got to, I've got to, Joe, did you say my brother's going to UNC? Yeah. So I might go to that because, yeah, I might go to that one for sure because obviously my brother's going to be there. I mean, Joe's going to be there too, but, you know, they, you know, just be, it would make it worth it, right? Because I don't see him that much. But, um, I mean, it's still on my radar. Tony, it is. It is. Hey, if you decide to go last minute, we already booked an Airbnb. We got extra extra space for you. Come on down. Okay. Well, I will definitely actually, hit well, you up if that's that the case. What's what's that, Ty? Well, now that you mention it. <laughs> let's, hey, let's go, buddy. It's uh, gonna be a blast. You you haven't tailgated until you've seen me in a, a visiting arena, just pissing off as many people as I can. Yeah. That's true. I haven't seen that. I've seen you piss <laughs> off people in Syracuse. That was enough. Yeah, <laughs> that Notre Dame punk that I, I threw into the wall of the concourse. Yeah, uh, I yeah, wasn't there for that. But yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, do, do the kilt, you kilting up there or what? Oh, absolutely. Dude. That's the that, best place to kilt up. Yeah. Dude, I kind of screwed myself with that outfit because now I got to wear it till I die. If I show up one day without that thing, I'm going to catch so much heat. Yeah, no one's – people will just stop um, following you. Well, I guess your Twitter account got what? You oh, it got the ads, man. It got the ads. Uh, Elon gave me the big spanking. What would you do? That's the thing that I honestly don't know. Me and a few buddies, we like just went through my old tweets and they're like, you didn't say anything more outrageous than you've ever said. You sure it didn't get hijacked? No, I'm sure because I can still sign into it and look at it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, really? I, I don't know. So you just can't post? Uh, everything's deleted now, like all the tweets, but I can still sign into it. It just says, like, you know, your account's suspended permanently. What? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, someone that followed you obviously, like, oh, complained about you. Oh, someone definitely reported me. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. The day I got booted, my buddies were at a baseball game, and they're showing me all the people dancing on my Twitter grave. They're like, finally, that douchebag is off of here. Hmm. I'm like, that's cool. You couldn't say that to my face. Could you see Joe in there? Oh, that was funny now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because oh. Joe has my number. Joe could Joe could definitely shoot me a text. Joe, <laughs> I, I, Joe doesn't strike me as that type. To no, he's not. Shit behind someone's back, behind an avatar. He's not. Uh, he's not much of a shit talker in person either. Yeah, it is what it is. It was actually kind of nice, man. It just got rid of some people I couldn't stand, anyways. Yeah, I hear you. Well. Um, all right, man. Anything else? Any final words? I appreciate you coming on. As always. I'm excited for the season. I can't believe it's like 10 days away. I know. I'm excited. I think, dude, I really think this team, if, if the offensive line just gels, I think this team has all the tools to be really good. I think we can shock some people. That's what we said. Continuity is going to be key. And obviously the, anything with the offensive line that we don't know, some of the questions will be answered there, but it's got it's there's a good core group of guys in every major position to be successful, you know? Yeah, it's just the big boys in the trenches, man. It always falls on that. Like we gotta we just gotta have protection. If that happens, then like I said, I think eight and four, who knows, nine and three, let's let's ride it, baby. Let's go nuts. Yeah, absolutely. All right, buddy. Well, we appreciate you. Stay yeah. stay on the up and up. Try not to get deactivated. Yeah. Oh, hey, Tyler. When's when's the due date? It's it now. It's in flux because tomorrow um, it was it was nine thirteen, but it looks like you might be tracking a little early. Oh, oh, dude. Hey, my birthday September sixth. Let's have a joint one. Let's go. Let's go. Ty. Let's go. 
Let's go. Yeah. Just be, dude, just be, be flexible, be adaptable. My daughter came three weeks early and I had COVID at the time. I was not ready. It was insane. Yeah. That's the definition of not ready. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My wife went, my wife went to her doctor's checkup and then I'm in the COVID cave in my basement. I was on like day three. She calls me. She's like, Uh. yeah, my blood pressure is high. They say I have to have the baby this weekend. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, all right. I can come out of quarantine on Saturday. Like, let's go, I guess. I guess. Yeah. It was insane. Nothing was ready. I thought I had three more weeks. I didn't read a single book. I just, well, that's that, man. It's a, it's a good way to come out of the COVID cave. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah. That's yeah. You got this, bro. <laughs> yeah. He'll be fine. Dude. Yeah. You got this. One of the best pieces of advice I ever heard was actually from a comedian. I want to say it was Bill Burr. And he said, all you got to do with kids, he's like, just love them. And you can't F them up that badly. Yeah, I believe that. It's good advice. Yeah, just time, man. <laughs> well, all they want is your time and attention, and that's what I give my daughter. So, yeah, he's gonna be a Syracuse fan. So I don't know how much I really can love him because uh, he's, uh, you know, I, I gave him probably the worst trait that there is. But nah, eh, we'll see. You never know. You may get lucky with that. Maybe, maybe the tides will turn with that. Yeah, like he gets born, then we just go on like a prolific twenty-year Alabama-like run. That'd be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> that would that's be the, all we needed. That one more fan. Uh, that's all the kid knows <laughs> is his success. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's gonna be like, "Dad, you played for like the greatest program of all time." I'd be like, "No, I did not." <laughs> Becomes like, well, oh, at that point, you gotta lie. You gotta be, like, "Yes, I did, son." Yep. Becomes one of those like spoiled Red Sox fans that was born in the past like fifteen years. Doesn't even know heartache. Yeah. I was born in dude, 2003 dude. on the first day of the their title run of yeah, 19 Street titles. Yeah, Patriots fans most well. Yeah, I got a I got a cousin that just a couple years ago, first time he's ever seen New England Patriots without Brady or Bledsoe. So, oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yep, it's interesting. <laughs> he's too. damn near 30. Really. So. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Well, it was it was what oh three, so it's twenty years. Oh, or Bledsoe. Yeah. So, what two thousand? Two thousand one. Bledsoe came in, and then okay. or no, uh, Brady came in, and then Bledsoe yeah. was it the ninety six the Super Bowl against the Packers? Yep. It's like ninety six or ninety eight, I think. So yeah, they've had a long run. Yeah, you ain't lying. I think Bledsoe got there in like ninety three. I want to say. Wasn't Bledsoe? Oh, was Bledsoe a, a bill after the Patriots? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. So, um, all right, Tony. We appreciate you, buddy. Anytime, boys. All right, man. Stay in touch. Yep. You guys take care. All right, bud. Thanks. Sir. Yep. Bye. Bye. Man. Well, that was fun, huh? Fun, long, both. Uh, I appreci- Summer's over, Sean. Yeah, over. no, don't start that shit with me right now. All right, uh, Tyler, appreciate you, buddy, so much. Thanks Love for coming you, on. We will have you on again, Joe. Uh, thanks for nothing. Appreciate all of you for listening. <laughs> for Joe and Tyler today, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. See you, summer. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs>